0: Destiny Christian Center presents Dr. Jerome Inekwe. Dr. Jerome is a dynamic and gifted communicator who teaches the Word of God with authority and power. We invite you to listen and be blessed by this message. All nations, nations. touch your name and say hello, nation. Speak in your mother tongue, speak in your mother tongue If you can pray in English Just tell him, tell him what he has done And the reason why Clap your hands, give the Lord a hand clap And a shout of praise Today Go ahead, take your seats this afternoon You may be seated here in London You may be seated in Leeds And wherever you are Hallelujah You remember Revelation chapter 7 Revelations chapter 7. We read it earlier in our exaltation this morning. Go there with me if you can, please. We're going to read some scriptures. John the Revelator, the Apostle, speaking about the things to come. In his revelation of the heavens and the ends of the earth. Had a vision. And he said that he saw, in verse 9, Revelations chapter 7. He looked and there before him was a great multitude that no one could count there was a multitude that could not be numbered and they were from every nation somebody say nation Nations. and they were from every tribe say tribe Tribes. and they were from every people say people, people. and they were from every language say language. language the bible is very specific and it's very clear And it makes me interested as to why God would show John and God would um, break down these categories and gave him this vision of what it would be like and there would be people. He didn't just say there would be different people. He didn't just say there would be a few different nations. No, he was very specific and said that they would come from every tribe, every nation, every people, and every language. Isn't that interesting? Keep that in your mind. We're coming back to that in a minute. But just flip on over to me in Acts chapter 10, please. In Acts chapter 10, please. While you're turning, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Does anyone know what a shout is? Shout Hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout like you were shouting at your spouse last night. Shout hallelujah. (laughs) All right then. Then Peter, verse 34, began to speak and said, Now I know how true it is that God does not show any favoritism. Somebody say amen to that. Aren't you glad that God has no favors? God has no partiality. God is the same to everyone. That God shows no favor. That means, or well, let's, let, let's read the scripture, but accepts every man from where? Every, man. every nation. Accepts everyone from every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right. Look, God says the only qualification, the only prerequisite I have to receiving you, I have is when you come before me with a heart and humility and you will do if you receive Christ. He said God will accept every man. Everyone that comes to him, every tribe, every nation, every people, every language. He said, I see now God has no favorites, whether it's Jew or whether it's Greek or Gentile. Whoever comes to him, whoever accepts him, whoever does what is right, he will be accepted by God. Hallelujah and amen. Keep that in mind. Go with me 2 Corinthians chapter 5, please. second Corinthians chapter 5 while you turn, and turn to your neighbor say neighbor. neighbor come on talk to them please say my friend, friend. <laughs> or oh, neighbor <laughs> my sister my brother friend, neighbor if God accepts, you, God accepts you then I have to accept you <laughs> Hallelujah. come on tell them again say neighbor if God accepts you then I got no business then I, I really have no business Having an attitude, again, having a chip on your my shoulder, looking down at you, thinking that anything other than what God thinks. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We've got to move because of time. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's read from verse 14. We could go all the way through, but literally says, for the love of God compels us because we are thus convinced. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 40. reading from Christ's love, the love of Christ compels us because we are persuaded like this way. Because we understand this thing, that if one died, if Christ died, therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Hallelujah. The love of God, he says, compels us persuades us, convinced us that if Christ died for one, he died for all of us. Therefore now, as because of that, from this moment on, from this point on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once perhaps regarded Christ in this way, we do not do so any longer. Why? Because if anyone is in Christ, they are new creations. Hallelujah! All things have passed away, all things have become new. He says the love of God compels us, convinces us now, because when Christ died for one, he died for all. So now I know, now I'm sure Christ died for me like he died for you. He died for all of us. When I look at you now, I can't look at you in the flesh anymore. I can't deal with you in the flesh anymore. I can't look at you just like another flesh human being and allowing the flesh things that the enemy would use to separate us and to divide us to do so in my life. Why? Because I'm convinced that I understand Christ died for us and he died once and he died for all of us. And if anyone's in Christ, they are new creations. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we regard no one after the flesh anymore, praise God. We regard no one after the flesh. So that means we don't look and we don't have to allow the things that the enemy and the world would use to divide us to divide us anymore. That's why, go back to Revelations chapter 7 please. When he looked, he said, I saw a people and they were there from every nation, every tribe, every tongue, our language and every people. Because if you think about it. That is the same fault lines that the enemy will use and uses to divide us. He will divide us by nations. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking whether you voted Brexit or not. But he will find those places and he will find the areas to divide us from. He will divide you by tribes. Oh Glory to God. We're going to come to Him in a minute. He will divide us by tribe. He will divide you by language. And I'm not just talking about you speak French and they parlay something else. You speak Hindu and they speak Gujarati. You speak Shona and they speak Zulu. That's not even what we're talking about. Alone. Have you ever had arguments with your spouse and it seems as if you're talking a different language? Am I in your business here this morning? It's almost like you're both speaking English, but it's a different language. It's because the enemy comes and he wants to try to divide you in those areas. But we prophesy there's going to be harmony and healing and understanding in the name of Jesus. And then he divides us by peoples, hallelujah. This isn't just new, this isn't just from the beginning, if you read, sorry this is not just now, if you read from the very beginning, you remember the Bible talks about it in the book of Genesis, how when when, 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 when Isaac's wife was about to give birth and she had two nations on the inside of her, do you remember? And she was troubled she was tussled and there was two nations and she inquired of the Lord and said if all is well why do I feel like this and God said to her because two nations are on the inside of you two peoples are right in there and one was trying to grasp the heel of the other immediately the enemy even from the beginning trying to put enmity between peoples even in the womb hallelujah Hallelujah. So when John the Revelator had that vision, God was showing him a redemptive outworking, a redemptive plan of what heaven is like. And he prayed, Jesus, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to look very quickly at two passages and then we'll draw to a close here. Whilst returning there, Colossians chapter 3, I need you to find, and Galatians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 and Galatians chapter 3. While we're returning there, let me preface it here in London, preface it here in Leeds, so that you can understand. Remember, Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, he said, The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He said, I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. The enemy's job is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Say amen if you follow me so far. The strategy he uses, we've spoken about this previously, the strategy he will use is through division. Somebody say division. Remember, his end game is to kill, to steal, or to destroy. The strategy he will use is through division. His primary weapon, in the arsenal, and the primary weapon that he will use is offense. Someone say offense. So here we have it: offense, division, kill, steal, and destroy. Offense, division, kill, steal, and destroy. Hallelujah. Our hearts, our vision for this house is that we will be multicultural. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Multiracial. Say amen somebody. Multi-generational. Say amen somebody. Multicultural multiracial multi-generational yeah. hallelujah well he's just saying that because he married a white woman <laughs> your business you stay there but we are in this place because this is a reflection of what god desires in the earth of what god has heaven shall be hallelujah hallelujah so every fight you have friend, work colleague or someone. Remember the enemy's power, the enemy's strategy, the enemy's end desire is to cause division through offense to ultimately kill steal, and destroy. Hallelujah. Someone say, but God. (laughs) God. Colossians chapter 3. Are you there please? Just join me in verse 10. Well, let's go to I'm uh, going to go the other route first let's look at Galatians chapter 3 first and then we'll go to Colossians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. When you get there we're going to go to verse 28. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. Hallelujah. The context here the apostle Paul was writing about how came to redeem us from the curse of the Lord being made a curse for us as it's written cursed is the one that hangs on the tree so that that blessing that God promised Abraham might come upon you and I as Gentiles as we receive the promise of the spirit through faith then he began to speak and says how the promise was made to Abraham and his seed singular not seeds plural and that one seed was Christ are you with me And it begins to speak now about how the law came and when Christ came to fulfill the law. Because the law was a schoolmaster to show us our need of a savior. But when Christ came, the law was fulfilled and we all now can receive God's grace. That's the context. Therefore now, as we come to verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female. that alone this morning. <laughs> <laughs> For you are all one in Christ, Jesus. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female, you know, wrong words, there's, a, we behave yourself very <laughs> <parishioner>. efficiently. <laughs> For you are all one in Christ, he's trying to get me off track, I'm staying on track. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't address me as he. Dress, dress me as the pronoun they. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 we haven't got time. Leeds folk, help me. London folk, are doing me here. They're, they're, they're messing me around. They're trying. Yeah. Colossians chapter three, please. <laughs> for time. Colossians chapter three. The key thing I want you to pick up from that verse, it says, for all are one in Christ Jesus. Amen. For all are one in Christ Jesus. Are you in Colossians chapter three for me please? Let me find this as well for you, we're gonna read down. Verse 11, here now, that's in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian. Slave nor free, but Christ is all and is in all. But Christ is all and is in all. Why did the apostle make those categories? Why did the apostle show the different areas? It's because again, the enemy knows the lines in which he wants to divide, the lines in which he wants to cause schism, the lines in which he wants to cause offense, ultimately to kill, to steal, and to destroy. It could be destroy families, it could be destroy relationships, it could be destroy homes, it could be to destroy marriages, it could be to destroy churches, it could be to destroy nations, it could be to destroy regions, it could be to destroy continents. He doesn't care, he doesn't matter. But he tries and ultimately he uses the things we talked about earlier. So God in his wisdom now gives us wisdom, a peek behind the curtain. And he begins to show you the categories of where in which he may cause you and I to find a schism. And allow it to separate the will and the will of God being done in our lives. He says there is neither Jew nor Greek. That's racism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I don't know how anybody can claim to be a Christian and say that they, and, and have a racist tendency in their hearts. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's the antichrist in manifestation. That is the devil and his, and his doctrine. Are you hearing me today? There's no doctrine that says black people are cursed. There's no doctrine that says something or other. There's no doctrine that says one race is better than ever or better than another. The devil is a liar. Are you hearing me today? All are one in Christ. Right. Say amen somebody. So then therefore remember Second Corinthians five, we look no longer at any man after the flesh. Don't allow anyone to put you down based on skin color, to put you down where you came from, put you down on your origin. Are you listening to me here today? The Bible says in first Corinthians chapter one, we don't have time, but please take this reference and scripture reference down. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty two to twenty five. He said, now, follow the, follow the, here. Can we go a little deeper here this morning? He he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the Jews, he said, the Jews seek a sign. They look after miraculous signs. The Greeks, he says, seek after wisdom. Greeks were philosophers. They were wanting wisdom. They were the folks that said, well, prove to us that God exists. If you can show him in a bottle, then I'll believe you. The Jews, he said, sought after miraculous signs and looked for signs to save. What's he saying? He said, let no one separate you on educational basis, on a social basis, because there were the ones intellectual looking for wisdom, and there were the ones they thought were not so intellectual, so they said, oh, you're just looking for a sign. But he said to the Jews, Christ was a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, Christ was foolishness. Isn't that interesting? They're spending money, money upon money, millions upon millions, trying to work out and how we can have social cohesion in society. They're spending study after study, trying to see how we can have different ethnosis, ethnic groups living in harmony. They're throwing money and they're saying, oh my gosh, my God, my God. said, i got to be careful. You can throw as much money at it as you want, but if the heart of someone is not being changed by a revelation of the love of God, are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. It's papering over the cracks. It's not, it's building on sand, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank God for de-radicalization programs, but they're not going to work. The heart of a man has to be changed. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So he said now to the Greeks he is foolishness because they seek of the wisdom but to those that are called, has anybody called here this morning? Amen. Amen. He Hallelujah. says Christ is the power of God, uh-huh. is the wisdom of God in Jesus name. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So rather than spending millions governments on trying to work out social cohesion, you change the heart of an Hindu because it's only the heart of a man that can be changed, that can look at someone who wanted him dead, someone who hated him because of his skin color, someone who didn't want him to survive because they thought they were inferior to them. But when God gets in and changes their heart, they can stand side by side, they can lift up hands, and they can worship in the same place. No man can do that, that's God. Are you hearing me today? You can try in your flesh, but it will not be sustained. It's got to be a work of God. Hallelujah. He said there is neither male or female. That's sexism. Hallelujah. He says there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, barbarian or Scythian, circumcised or uncircumcised. Galatians said there is neither slave nor free, bond nor free. You remember that, don't you? Yes. Why is that important? Because in Bible days, the free, like Roman citizens, were the wealthy, the bond were the slave. What's he saying? Don't let no one divide you on any of the socialisms that society has. Don't let anyone wealthy look down on anyone poor. Don't let anyone as, who thinks they are wealthy. You remember James said that he comes in, he's wearing a fine cloak, he's wearing you know you know Gucci shoes and Jimmy Choo and Prada, and you say, "Here, come on, sit up at the front." And then you see another guy at the back there and they got, you know, Adidas four stripes and they look the that. And you say, go oh, stand at the back there. Stand at the back. He said, no, don't do that. <laughs> you remember them from when you were at school? Adidas one stripe, too many. I had some of them, praise God. And what else at the Nike, but praise God. He said, don't let anyone, don't allow yourselves to be separated. Don't allow them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's some places you can't go. You feel you can't go just because the people there, they have an attitude about them because they think they've got money. I'm trying to shift you forward. I'm trying to get us to a place. But let no one tell you, you can't go nowhere. Don't let no one say you don't belong anywhere. I belong because Christ is in me. The hope of glory. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all that dwell therein, And you listening to me there? So you go down, you find that Maserati garage. You go and look at that Bentley Gara. You go and have a look. Sit yourself inside there. Stretch a little bit. Put your foot back down. Relax. And they say, "Are you? Can I help you?" You say, "I'm just looking. I'll be back soon." Revelation chapter 9, Proof chapter 7, where we were, sorry. Previously, before then, he saw the crowds and the multitudes, and there were 12,000 from every tribe. And this is where the Jehovah's Witnesses, God bless their hearts, (laughs) get a little bit of error. Because they think the little 144,000 are going to heaven. And if you work hard enough, you might be in that 12,000. My gosh. Why would God so love the whole world? Put 7 billion people on the planet. And then narrow it down to 144,000. Anyway. Hallelujah. But he said they were there he saw them from every tribe. Each tribe representing one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. Each tribe represented one of the 12 tribes of Israel. The tribes themselves originated do you remember? From the 12 sons of Jacob. You remember don't you? And each tribe had a particular characteristic. A particular name and a particular prophecy over them. So Judah was a tribe whose name meant praise. Dan and Issachar and Benjamin. Are you with me so far? But in the scripture there were also tribes that came out of tribes. But they were sometimes formed and sometimes arose because of misfortune, because of separation, because of sin, and because of division. I give you an example. In the book of Ruth, chapter 1, you remember what happened when Naomi's husband died. And her two sons later died. And one of them, she said, she said to them both, go back to your tribe, go back to your country, because I've got no more sons in my womb for you. And even if I was gonna have one, you're not gonna stick around long enough for them to rise up so you can marry them. And one of them went back, but one remained. She was Ruth, wasn't she? And the Bible says that she was from the tribe of Moab. She was a Moabitess. Moabites were not in the original 12 tribes. The origin of the Moabite tribes was when Lot, you remember Abraham's nephew, Lot. Lot, you remember? Sodom and Gomorrah, his wife looked back, became a pillar of salt. Should have had some vinegar and some chips, but you leave that alone. Lot, (laughs) later on, after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot had incestuous relationships with his two daughters. One of them, the younger one, bore a son and she called him Amni from the tribe which later became the Ammonites. The elder daughter had a son and she called him Moab and he became the tribe or he was the originator of the tribes, excuse me, of the Moabites. So the moabite tribe was not even in the original twelve tribes. It came as a result of sin. Yeah. It came as a result of something tragic, of a father raping his daughter, and yet a tribe came out of it. Are you following me here today? Yes. But thank God, when you are studying and read the book of Ruth, that even though she was from a tribe that originated in desperately dark circumstances, somehow God wove and used it because Ruth later on married Boaz. Hallelujah. Boaz, he made the connection with Obed and Jesse only Moabiter. She is the only non-tribus that is listed in the genealogy of Jesus Christ when you read in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. and Luke, Are you hearing me here today? What does Romans chapter 8 verse 28 tell us? Come on, we can put it up and we'll close up here. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. What does it say? Come on, where's the Bible scholars in the house? That's right. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Hallelujah. What are we trying to say as we come to wrap up here today? We're saying it's every tongue, every tribe, every people, every nation, every language, every tongue, every tribe, every nation. The whole areas, the whole places, the whole schisms in which the enemy would use to divide us God, when he gave John that vision of heaven at the end, said, my blood was shed to cover all of those. And when we come before him in heaven, and heaven let it be a reflection here on earth, glory to God. He said, I've taken care of everything that the enemy would use to divide us. He would use to separate us. He would use to make you feel inferior they would use to let you think that God does not love you and you don't belong in his family. Remember Acts chapter 10, I perceive God has no favorites, that every man that accepts him shall be received by him. Everyone that comes to him shall be received. Every schism the enemy would use, God said, I've covered it, I've made it, such that together we can worship, together we can join, together we can be one people, here on earth as it is in heaven. No ism, no separation, no division. Because my blood, my blood has covered it all. Did you receive that this morning, Jesus. Yes. Let's help. Let's give the Lord a hand up here. Give the Lord a hand up and lose your the first. Would you stand to your feet and come on, we'll come to close here? Please judge, we love you. We thank God for you. We're going to allow you to be released here at this point. Thank you for joining us. We know it's been a slightly longer morning than normal. But God bless you. We send you our love. We appreciate you. We thank God for all that God is doing in your midst. Church, help me you celebrate your leads, family. Give God thanks for them. Let them know their love. Let them know their grace. Praise God. Hey, we're going to pray and then we'll close. As we close here this morning, please remember, don't rush off. We hope that you have brought something to share. If you haven't, please, you are more than welcome to stay with us. I believe there's going to be some food. There's going to be some refreshments. There's going to be some dishes from various parts of the world for us to partake and be a blessing on. Have you received anything this morning, church? Have you you received anything from God here today? Would you lift your hands? Come on, I want to pray. God's spirit of heart and heart of unity in every home, in every family. Father, this morning I pray that every line of separation of the enemy would use. Thank you for listening to this message, and we trust that it has blessed your life. If you would like any further information about Destiny Christian Centre, or you would like to partner with us and help us take this gospel message around the world, then please contact us at www.destinychristiancenter.org